so there probably are lots of people that would you know they see you sat in starbucks they, they'd like to come and say hi or ask you where you're from or something but they don't want to make a fool of themselves or and so they don't and so the people that you do meet tend to be the more open western thinking type people i guess okay interesting yeah um yeah i i would agree for the most part with that i <clears throat> personally i've never been in a coffee you know i like my I like my coffee shops i like being in my own zone and um you know just burying myself completely in my own world it's um it's always been a wonderful comfort for me i'm obviously a bit more of an introverted personality than um other people i know um and i've never had someone sit next to me let alone really talk to me um which in a way is nice you know i mean because obviously you kind of um you just kind of get on with stuff and you're not as distracted but you know i wouldn't say no to someone speaking you know i always like communicating with people you know obviously that's why i started this podcast um so yeah it's, that's a very interesting yeah, like in the, i've taken a bus or a train most days since i arrived mm-hmm. whether it's just on the weekend going to town or every day going to work and in that time i can probably count on my fingers how many times somebody has come and sat next to me like even when the bus is full and there's one seat next to me, yeah. M- most people wouldn't bother. I've sat next to people a lot because if there's a seat, I'll sit down. Yeah, but if there's an empty seat next to me, they won't. They won't kind of go out their way. Ninety-five like... percent of the time, they would. People would rather stand. I think that's just kind of. They just. I think that maybe that's a respectful thing. I don't. Or it's, um, you know, no, they can't... because they'd sit next to everybody. Like the bus would be full. Everyone's crammed in there, but there'll be an empty seat next to me. It doesn't it doesn't leave you with a nice feeling when those things kind of happen, does it? Like, like I said, people have this romanticized idea about Japan. You know, don't get me wrong. It's my home. Uh, you know, I love it here. And, you know, if I. Oh, they're not doing it to like, look like, oh, there's a smelly foreigner. It's just. I don't know what it is. I, I I think I could live here the rest of my life and I'd never have the answer to that. But, you know, obviously it's my home and whatever else. And um, it's not for me, obviously, for a few years I was, because I'm, I'm quite expressive, you know, when I'm uncomfortable. Because, like I said, I'm quite introverted. Um, and for me to come up my shell, I, I like that about myself. Um, where was I going with this? Um, it was kind of me trying to fight the way things are in a lot of way and not accepting it and that was completely the wrong attitude that I had at the time and you know you just kind of have to flow with it and kind of be one with it really if that makes sense um mm. just accept accept things for how they are um, and that took me a long time to learn that really did yeah it's a but everybody that comes here loves it whether they come on holiday or I guess the work lifestyle is hard to get into because they love their work. They love the long hours and the all that here. Whether they actually love them, I don't know if it's a question of oh. 
it's kind of it. i think yeah. yeah that's the point but i think it's kind of more of a seen as a kind of duty kind of thing or you know everyone else is doing it so you know we're gonna do it i think that's kind of in my that's what i've got in my own head anyway well that's you know that's just my opinion and um, but everyone that's been here as a visitor or to work for a bit you don't all like to come back you don't tend to meet many longer term people. You meet a handful, but you know they're more they're a bit more older. Yeah, or people don't want to. They tend they don't want to come back to work, but they'd love to come back to travel to visit to to see you again. Well, like longer term people hard. are. Sorry, just seven. Just long yeah. longer term people our age. You don't meet many. Personally, what yeah. I they tend to either be kind of newcomers, have a family. Ha, or have it, established in their life, or they're a bit, or, or like, yeah. like in their senior years. Yeah. Yeah. Forgot what I was going to say. Doesn't matter. Pardon me for for the interruption there. Um, one other thing I'd like to talk to you about, Stefan. Okay, so we've kind of talked about how work is and how Japan is and your background. Um, I'm aware you have this kind of passion for photography. Could you kind of go into that because I absolutely what do you call it? have no Past idea. A newfound hobby. Okay, can you go? Because I I don't know anything whatsoever about it. I might take a few photos on my phone of something I like, and uh, they get thrown. They get well, I don't get thrown away, but I mean they get thrown into my pocket and don't really get looked at very often. Whereas, kind of, I think you imagine. Well, I imagine you have more of an appreciation for those kind of things. What kind of a what a oh, photo yeah. what a photo means really? I've so I've got into street photography, in more like black and white street photography. What just There's street about a black and white photo? Do you mean street scenes? Just, streets? What what do you mean? Street views? Just street... everyday life. Okay. Just a guy waiting for a bus, <laughs> kid eating an ice cream, just like regular stuff. Life happening, effectively, you kind of take a snap. Yeah. Okay. Life in black and white. Black and white just makes it look cooler. I don't know why. Why not color? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think yourself, is an interesting point, you see life as black and white, or do you think you see life as more colorful? No, I think it's just sort of a... If I take a photo of <laughs> a guy waiting for a bus in color, it just looks like a guy waiting for a bus. It doesn't... <laughs> It's just like a snapshot, like a the you look at it and go, like, what, why, why are you showing me this? But if it's in black and white, it seems to have a soul and a story. I don't know why. I think if you, me, you, you reduce something to its essence in its most simplest form, which okay, black and white is just obviously it's it's either one or the other. <clears throat> um, it kind of simplifies how things are looked at, and you can kind of see it in its essence. I think for me, like, like I said, I it's I, also I, a I, skill I, thing. <clears throat> like, in terms of what is in capturing the right moment? Yeah, the right. And like, you always see the these professional photographers doing like the limbo, standing on one hand with the these weird positions, taking these photos, juggling with the lens. Because yeah, it's because they've got an eye. And they know if I stand over here and the camera's at this angle and I get the light reflecting off the top left-hand side of the ice cream, then <laughs> la-di-la, they, they can see it all, but I can't. 
So if I take a picture, it just looks like I've taken a picture. <laughs> but but in black and white, it I don't know. It's sort of a window into time. Or what got what got you into what got you into this hobby, Stefan? My mum gave me her old camera. <laughs> that okay. was literally it. And so I had this camera. I was like, okay, I'll use it. And that and it's like a proper big camera. I'm like, what do you do it's with it? You very, don't... Very, it's very technical that it's like a very big camera. Just <laughs> you know, you don't take selfies of you you eating pasta with a camera like that. And so I just like, what do you take pictures of? Oh, that looks cool. That person over there who's just zoned out sitting at the bus stop, they look a bit sad. Like, oh, what? I don't know. So I just started taking pictures of people doing nothing, doing something. And it tells a story. Uh, I think, you know, even like times like now, you know, for me, you know, you look at nature, you hear the birds sing in the morning, you know, you still hear people going to work. It's like life is always happening. Nature is always continuing. And, you know, to kind of you through photography, you get all these different viewpoints that not necessarily in your life you'd stop and think, oh, yeah. You know, what I mean, it's like you become conscious of kind of more of what's around you in particular moments. I've always liked people watching as well. It's, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? I think that was a, an India thing because we would spend hours and hours traveling. Like we, it was a small town on the top of a hill, mm-hmm. 2,000 meters up, and like we had like a small hospital clinic thing. Okay. But like the, the closest hospital hospital was a three and a half hour drive. The closest airport was an eight hour drive. In limbo. Uh, just you, you just spend a lot of time looking out of windows on a bus, in a taxi, on a train. You just a lot of time looking out of windows. I would also get the trains. Indian trains are super interesting, but also very slow. Okay. I think they only they go at like 50 kilometers an hour. And they're rarely on time. I think that's kind of like a prison, like the idea of a prison kind of, you know, you're, or like even like the lockdown nowadays, you know, you're kind of in your kind of in your own little world in wherever you live. And it's like, you know, you open the window or pull the curtain back and it's like, oh, there, ooh, there's that. Yeah, I could spend hours just looking at nothing out of a window with my music, just not thinking about anything. Just watching or sitting in a cafe just yeah I've always enjoyed people watching I guess photography is just sort of what about drawing you like drawing as well you like your art don't you you're very you're very talented on that which I've told you many times and um, you know told you you should you should you know spend more time than you do on that and you know I, I think you're brilliant with that that's uh i didn't really start drawing until after i got back from australia and i was waiting to go to uni mm-hmm. 
had a couple of months where I thought I would get a part-time job and I just ended up doing that free labor stuff and but I also just had a lot of time doing nothing and so I started to draw with pencil okay and I would spend like I'd just sit there for like eight ten hours and do a drawing that's, that's, a, lot of the time. that's a lot of time to dedicate to one single thing and one in one as a single time and so since I went to uni I didn't really do anything because a lot less time and you don't really have that many hours to just sit there and do nothing mm. like that type thing and then since I've been working you know you get home at 8 p.m whatever I don't want to sit there for hours and draw because I need to eat, sleep, shower, mm. go to work. Go through the motions, yeah. Yeah. So recently I've started on my iPad drawing, but also adding that to my photos. So I've got all these photos and I think they look cool and whatever, but I also know they're not spectacular and I'm not going to win like a National Geographic Award for them. I'm just going to interrupt there and say, you know, I was always quite critical of what people think of me and, you know, kind of putting yourself out there into the kind of the more public sphere. And um, I don't think you should be afraid of that, of the criticism. I, I wouldn't tell you that, you know, you're talented, you know, if I didn't believe it. And um, I think you've got something really good there um, and you owe it to yourself and, you know, the, the world of art in general that, you know, you should, you should continue with that or, you know, delve, delve as deep as you possibly can with it because, you know, I often find that if you put yourself into, the, into that kind of creative mode and, you know, you said eight, ten hours, that's, you know, that just kind of typifies that kind of sums it up really well you know it brings this part of you alive and um part with me doing read just reading books even you know like i could do that i could i i could just do that forever um one one little thought i had stefan just in terms of what you said about doing it on your ipad how do you find drawing on your ipad in comparison to um you know, paper and or you know something a bit more physical rather than electronic. Because I've I've not really like the idea of me. Like I said about me reading, I the idea of a, of um, an electronic book, kind of reading a book on a screen. Um, it's not ideal, and I, I I like the feel of a book. Obviously, for my um, my university work, I, I I do read all the academic stuff and whatever else on my computer. But you know, I don't necessarily. I feel like I get the full value out of the experience. But uh, I'm doing different stuff. Because then on paper, it's always pencil, black and white stuff. Like with color, I don't touch color because trying to blend colors to get the right shade of skin or whatever. Because when I draw pencil, it's always portraits. I don't like draw trees in a river, it's always people. It's very interesting, that. Why do you th why do you think like, that I is? Can't... You know, you kind of you know you kind of push kind of the the natural side of nature aside. You know what we would deem as trees, as plants, as expressions of nature, and you kind of focus on the 
on the human side of nature, the the the, um, the more physical human creation side. What? Why do you? Why do you think that is? I just have no idea. I just have you never thought? Know. <laughs> no, I've just never tried to draw. Treat. I don't know. It has to be interesting to me. I have to. If I'm going to do something for eight hours, I have to want to do it. Mm. And I. I don't know. I've never been interested in looking at nature when people go, oh, it's a nice walk. Like, I can appreciate the view, but after three seconds, I'm like, okay. Let's go. What what now? Yeah. What's next? Okay. Like, I I can enjoy the walk, but I'm not going to do a walk for a view. If there's a nice view on the walk, great. But I'm not going to walk up a mountain to see a sunset type. I'm that type of person. If that, yeah. Mm. Anyway, on the iPad, I'm doing it in color because I, I don't know how to shade or blend and stuff like that. So I'm doing like flat colors, like um the old anime, like Pokemon and the Scooby Doo, like the sort of two D color cartoon kind of thing. Yeah, there's no like blending. If there's shadow, it's just like a, a hard line, darker shade of the same color type thing, if that makes sense. Like it, yeah, it's not a 3D drawing. It's flat color, no blending. But then I'm, so I'm doing these cartoon drawings and then I just stick them on my photos to make them a bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, Steph, I'm just kind of moving away, moving away from that into kind of times of now. How do you find, like, being away from your family and whatnot at times like this? Honestly, no different. <laughs> I, haven't lived, I haven't lived at home for nearly 10 years now. And like when I was in school, even though I was living at home because my parents were teachers at the school, we lived on the school campus and I only was at home to sleep, basically. Okay. Yeah. Wake up, go to school. After school, you go to the dorm. You just hang out with your friends all day. And then you eat breakfast lunch dinner with your friends in like the dining hall yeah home was just where i slept Mm. and so i've always sort of been and like all your friends they're literally away from their parents all day every day so community like like-minded people and and people who just get in the same boat it just sort of becomes becomes normal so I'm just sort of used to it. Yeah. So, like, nothing's changed, really. My family's all over the place. My parents are in China. My younger brother's in India. My older brother's in England. And I'm in Japan. And Split it's every, been that split way. Everywhere. Yeah, for the last five years. We meet up once a year. And that's what we've done the last... Eight years, nine years. Whenever I left 
home. 2010 since then. 10 years now. Wow. Yeah, we'd meet up once a year. But like we have like obviously like WhatsApp messages and groups and calls ways, every ways day. of staying connected, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, right. so th- this sort of hasn't changed anything or made me feel differently about things. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about people listening? Okay, so obviously we teach and um, we live abroad. Um, we have our lives here. We've made our lives here. I think that's a really interesting in, important point. Um, do you have any advice for anyone kind of right now or with life or kind of, you know, anything you would like to sh- say or share before we kind of round everything up? Uh, take more risks as in like just give it a go you don't have to be certain about something to do something okay. just like you're more likely to regret something you don't do than something that you give a go and go okay it's not for me if you don't do something you'll literally never know mm. but if you give it a go at least you know and very rarely are there things that you've tried and you still look back at them and go that was terrible i hate it Mm. well at least for me bad experiences or things i didn't enjoy they're always funny to look back on and talk about and they just become stories i can't don't think there's anything that i can think of where i'm still like oh i hate it it still mm. makes me bubble <laughs> feel sick okay. like this i can't think of anything like that there, there's lots of stuff that i've done and i'm like i don't like this but now like yeah give it a go mm. yeah you got nothing to lose unless it's something stupid mm. then don't give it a go <laughs> Murder. Don't, don't give it a go. Don't get yourself. Yes. Don't put others at home. Yeah, um, just... it's, it's always been interesting for me because you've always been, you know, older than me and been here longer and kind of... It's always interesting to kind of see a slightly, you know, within my kind of... Within my kind of time length being in Japan, not necessarily as we were saying before about the newcomers or the... The, the people more established in life in terms of marriage, in terms of uh, a long-term job or whichever. Um, you know, kind of your kind of something closer to me and in terms of how long I've been here, obviously, but you're still older. Um, and it's always kind of been interesting for me to kind of conceptualize my own thoughts in relation to, you know, kind of how you think and... Um, you know, how you are and, you know, how how we interact with the world and ourselves. Um, so that's always been very helpful. So, you know, I always thank you very much. But, you know, you are um, <clears throat> you're an interesting character, to say the least. And um, my, my, all, <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. The only advice I would say to you is I think you should push harder with your photography and um, your drawings and... Um, 
Well, I know you wouldn't regret it, but I'd like to see you go as far as you can possibly go. And I've always said that since day one. I since I, well, not not the first day I met you, I didn't know that. But um, the, the first day I found out about that, I'm I'm in this process now of, um, you know, in school I was kind of not one of the best in my literature class, and um, you know, kind of I wasn't the most popular, say. And, you know, people would laugh if I had an idea or this or that. I still would speak up. Or sometimes, I, you know, I'd, I'd probably more often than not, I'd be quiet and not kind of interject or, you know, say my opinion. And now, mm. I'm, and now I'm doing a master's degree. Um, and at 16, I never would have 18, early 20s, probably even as late up to 22, I never would have pitched myself doing a master's degree in English literature while working in Japan. Um, and... You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, those people at school, this or that. But um, it just means something to me. Um, and I'm very grateful that, you know, things have happened as they've happened. And, you know, as you said before, from the kind of being at home on mattresses um, to turning it around two weeks and, you know, suddenly the whole, you know, you think... You think you're so close to the end, and it's like you you just can't see any hope. And then, in the blink of an eye, everything turns around and snaps into place when it's meant to. And I think timing is very key on that. Um, and you know, I'm I'm glad that I didn't listen to my own self doubt and kept on pushing. Um, that has been a really big thing for me. You've um, it's been wonderful to hear you. Stefan, you know, obviously we keep in touch on a, you know, occasionally, obviously because we work together. Um, any, anything else you'd like to add just before I kind of just stop recording and we just kind of keep continuing on Skype for a little bit? Yeah. So what I said before, give it a go. What have you got to lose? Things only work out if things have gone wrong. Like, if you don't change anything, nothing's going to change. Just, yeah, if that makes sense. Just explain that a little bit more. Just, it's, um, like, a, an, uh, an example. Right? Just, just, to fin- just, to, just to finish it off. Well, people talk about, like, moving abroad. Oh, wow, you, you move into Japan, you've done this. That's so brave. No, it's not. If 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 I don't like it, it's a plane ride home. Yes, it's not like I, I, yeah, perfect. There's, yes. there's no return. It's not that. It's I get on a plane, done, <laughs> and then I, yeah, like yeah, it's not it's not a ri- it it is a risk or whatever, but it's not like the end of time risk. Well, I, I feel personally, if I, were, if, if I was in the same mentality when I arrived in Japan now and didn't adapt and didn't change to, you know, your, my environment or one's environment in general, um, no, I wouldn't be where I am now. I probably, I don't know. But um, it's been a process of maturing for me, definitely. And, um, you know, all, yeah, obviously you have to adapt. All credit to the people around me from day one since I've been in Japan to now, you know what I mean? Um, everyone's 
some more than others have played a very crucial part in that. And um, I'm very grateful to have that kind of, you know, okay, I'm not the so most socialist, socialist people. Um, um, but that support network I've had specifically with work since day one, um, yeah, it's helped me to adapt and um, to grow. And I had to, because I couldn't have stayed in my old ways forever. Yeah, well, everyone has to grow, adapt, and change because that's what life does. Well, so someone always told me, you know, in life you've got to kind of pick your own sacrifice. You know, you don't really get anywhere without suffering. I no. think that's true. You have to you have to pick your own poison. You know, your po- the sacrifices have to be made. You know, and you don't. You know, in the in the way you said, you know, you go back home. You know, that's happening to you. You're not you're not influencing the outcome really do you know what I mean you're not you're not going along with it you're not changing yourself in order to give yourself the best conclusion the best end and I think that's a really good point to end on Stefan so I'll just thank it there and I'll just stop recording and um have a bit of a chat thank you all right no worries goodbye <laughs> everyone indeed <laughs>